But anyway, Zay, we might as well begin in the NBA. I feel like I'm rhyming every two seconds right now. I need to stop that because now I'm going to put myself in a box. And you know who should go in the box? The Lakers, the whole Lakers franchise for yesterday's performance. I mean, let's talk about it right now. Should we blame the Lakers' loss to the Clippers on fatigue or not being championship caliber? And the reason why this question is asked that way was because Dom and Ham said fatigue from the road trip led to the Lakers' loss. Okay, so he blamed it on fatigue. Now, Zay, I'm going to send the mic over to you to kick us off. Was it fatigue or was it they just not championship ready? Um, that's a difficult question to answer. Uh, and the reasons being is because the Clippers as well have been not have not been playing up to championship caliber as well. So I think this game was a toss-up between uh Westbrook's former team and his current team. Um, especially since this game, even though it said the Clippers at home, it was a home game. You know, this is a, this is their arena. So I think you know you can't really use the road uh trip as an excuse at the current juncture because it's the end of the season. This season puts you in playoff or play-in contention. Like You can't use that as an excuse. There's no excuses when it's down the line. Everyone's tired. Everyone's body's aching. They're hurt. They're ailing. And you have to push through it. So I think for me, I'm going with the Lakers not being championship caliber. I think it's a sorry excuse to use fatigue as, an ex- um, as a reasoning for the team not playing as well as they should, for the team not executing when they need to, um, and not um, creating havoc on the Clippers offense because all defense is effort. So if you're not even showing effort, even when you're tired, then that's no excuse. You don't deserve to win, and you don't deserve to be playing for a playoff spot if you're going to be lack of effort. I think you can't use fatigue. I'm sorry. It's um, it's a horrible thing, especially when LeBron James, he had two points that first half. He needs to be better. Sorry. Like, you can't you call yourself the best in the world, the best to ever play the game, and you're showing us that kind of effort against a team when you're uh, against a Clippers team that's not a full strength, but also when your team is back against the wall trying to make a playoff spot. There's no excuse with that. So I think, you know, Darvin Ham, I know what he tried to do just to not uh, deflate his team to make sure, like, you know, I understand we just came off a, a rigorous road trip. You're going to, uh, you know, recoup, get back into it. But, you know, it was a sorry excuse, to say the least, uh, from the outside looking in. And um, they need to be better. There's, you have to be better. There's, there's no other um way to do to say this you have to be better you want to make the playoffs you have to show a playoff effort you have to give us playoff performance prior to the playoffs and it looks like they're going to be a playing team you know unless a miracle happens and they take they take that sixth spot fifth spot it looks like they're going to be a playing team um and playing way more games than they want to they wanted that playoff spot because you get a week off prior to the playoff games happening but it looks like they're going to be fighting for their life and that playing and that's something that i think lebron nor ad wanted to happen yeah so even though this is a debate show, I'm going to have to agree with you. They are not championship caliber. And, you know, I try not to overreact to a game or games, you know, because I feel like the media, you know, in the other way was hyping up the Lakers. Oh, they this championship contending team. And it's just like, that's unrealistic. Yes, their roster is still trying to gel. But they're not there yet. I don't think they have a lot of time together to just go on this magical run when potentially they are going to be in the playing tournament. So I thought those expectations was unrealistic. But then again, it's the media, the mainstream media we talk about here. Of course, they're going to find something to overreact to. And that's just what that is. But to dive into this specific game and topic, I think for me, when you talk about just everything. I mean, the Clippers, they won 11 straight against the Lakers. I believe they won 36 of their last 43 games against them. 
That's a whole lot of games. That's one side to me. Okay, I don't care if it's a back-to-back. I don't care if it was with Shaq. I don't care what it was. All right, the Clippers seem to have taken over Los Angeles from a pure basketball perspective. And speaking of that, when you talk about the magnitude of this game, Zay, this may be a hot take, but I really think it's a factual take in a way. This game last night was the most important game in this rivalry with the Clippers and the Lakers. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Because we know the Lakers, they won, what was it, 17 NBA Finals? Okay. How much did the Clippers win? None. Did they even play in the playoffs before in the series? No, they haven't. This was as close to a simulation of a playoff game that you could find. And you mean to tell me, Mr. Dolvin Ham, you're the head coach and you coming up with excuses? Nah, this team ain't going nowhere, bro. I'm sorry. I can understand LeBron James comes out and say that, which he did. But just strictly LeBron James and the teammate and Anthony Davis. Because LeBron James is known for making excuses when things don't go his way. So I could expect that and I could accept that. But the coach? Yeah. They ain't going that far. What happened to the Darvin Ham that takes ownership? Where was that? So, yes, to a certain extent, you could say it impacted the way how they started the game. But that was just how they started the game. They started off slow. The Clippers really want to win this game. Norman Powell. I mean, he took over the game, literally, piling through defenders, getting to the line. He got to the line about 10 times, made 10 of his free throws, 10 out of 10, okay? And those free throws right there in his play literally stopped the 19-2 run that the Lakers had where they closed the gap to 10 points. It wasn't fatigue then, though, right? When they was narrowing that gap, we're going to call that fatigue? Matter of fact, if you're talking about fatigue, I think fatigue will happen towards the end of the game. Not at that part, at the halftime, where they went on that run. They just came out flat. What's the rest, Brooke? Come on, man. You think he don't want no revenge? After I just threw him under the bus and ratted him out? Of course he wanted that revenge. And Anthony Davis came out in his own words and said, our game plan was to let Russ shoot. The game plan failed. <laughs> so you mean to tell me fatigue? No. Russell Westbrook scored 10 points in the first quarter. So. Stop with the shenanigans, please. Stop with the overreactions. The Lakers are going nowhere. Okay, matter of fact, the Lakers should be going to Reggie Bullock's new island that he just bought. Little Shadamas on the mic. You know, I just think also, like, I, I just didn't believe the Clip Lakers were a championship-caliber team. Before the season started, I said Clippers were a championship-caliber team. I definitely had an overreaction about that based upon their personnel, who they had on the team, what they could have done with that team, um, if all healthy. You know, it was overreaction, to say the least. Um, but I just didn't think the Lakers were even on a Clippers caliber right now. I think the Lakers on a caliber started to say it on OKC. Right now, they're fighting for a playoff spot, fighting for the chance to possibly upset somebody. But besides that, they're the underdogs throughout this entire playoff process. I think when you look at their talent on the team, mixed in with the people they're playing against, and then you talk about personnel, uh, scheme-wise, uh, scheme, how to play, how they play against other teams. The Lakers are not fit to win a series, let alone a playoff game. You know, and that's just the, the truth to it. You know, everyone's talking about, oh, LeBron's the greatest of the world. We understand that. We understand how dominant AD could be at times. But we're talking about on a game-to-game basis, their consistency is not in their vocabulary right now. These are two guys who have been inconsistent for the last two, three years. And we have to face the facts. Since that championship run in the bubble, Le- LeBron James and Anthony Davis have been inconsistent basketball players. And nobody wants to say it. 
And it's unfortunate because of how talented these guys are. When you look at their highlight tape years down the line, 10, 15 years from now, you'd be like, damn, how are these guys so amazing? And then when they got to the Lakers, it, it wasn't the same. It, this is just what it is. Guys get older, they break down. And um, they, this is what what this is what it's looking like. I just feel like they're on a caliber of OKC, a team hope, hoping that they can upset somebody down the line. But that's all they're gonna be. It's a team that could possibly upset somebody. And um, I don't think they're. Cha- I don't think championship caliber is fair to them. I can say playoff caliber. I can say they're competitive. But to say championship caliber is a complete and honest, disgusting word to use when uh, um describing this Lakers team. They're far from a championship team. They have, they don't have the makeup for a championship team. They don't have nothing that a championship team needs. Not a single player on this Lakers team could be utilized properly on a championship team. So I just feel like championship caliber is a, is a word that shouldn't be used ever describing this particular Lakers roster. And I got to take question. I got to take question, right? Because you know me, I'm looking ahead. Obviously this game had a lot of implications, so it was only fitting that I look ahead of where the Lakers could potentially end up, whether it's the playing game, whether they somehow find a way to make the playoffs outright. But let's say hypothetically, which is realistic to me, they make the playing game. If you're the Lakers, right, I don't even know if I can really ask this question because, of course, you want to win the playing game. You win the one playing game, I believe, if you're seven and eight, you go to to the playoffs outright, right? So I get that. But if you're the Lakers, would you rather play the Nuggets or the Kings? Because in my theory, you can't run with them guys in Sacramento. With all due respect, the way how they move and how fast they move, they can't run with them. Would you rather see them play the Nuggets or the Kings if you're the Lakers? Who would you rather play? Oh, well, if you're the Lakers, uh, you're going to have to want to see the Nuggets. Um, Because the Nuggets outside of Jokic don't have a dominant player. Um, I know Jokic and AD will have a, a great back and forth. Uh, throughout the series, um, because Jokic doesn't move as much and he's not as mobile as a lot of these other guys, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, uh, over there in Memphis, John Morant, Desmond Bain, and those guys, um, you're going to be faced with less um, less movement, and that, that creates a better chance for the Lakers to win. The Lakers are, are more of a physically a physical gifted team, but they don't, like to move, they don't like to be fast. They don't have to move as quick as they can especially with lebron and ad on the floor they like to slow things down a lot and i think that's something that the nuggets do they they, i think amongst lasting pace so they're not gonna be running back and forth uh throughout the game it's not gonna be a race it's gonna be a marathon throughout the entirety of its game so for me i think the lakers will want to see the nuggets um now i don't know how the hell they're gonna try to manage that Lose, purposely lose the first playing game to win the second that's one. That's what I said. It's, it's, that's it's, why it's I like started not, off that way. <laughs> it's not going to be a situation that's less likely for them. And it looks like if things go on the way it's supposed to, the Warriors will clinch six, and then the Lakers will have to see the Grizzlies in that second round. Um, that's if they go to, if they win that playing game, they'll have to see the Grizzlies in that first round of playoffs. And I don't know if they're ready for that. I don't know if, if they are capable of playing against John Morant with this roster. It doesn't look good. It's not. It's not a, a game that looks pretty for anybody. Every on that Lakers team, I know everyone's like, "Oh, wait until the Lakers make the playoffs; they're gonna make noise." It's it's not gonna be the noise you're expecting to watch. It's not gonna be a great game, a great series for this Lakers team. They may steal a game, but it's gonna be Grizzlies winning that series, and that's not something you want to see as a Lakers fan, especially when you have a lot of questions about this roster um, leading into the offseason. So for me, you would want to see the Nuggets, but right now it's looking like you're gonna see the Grizzlies because I don't see them taking that six seed, and if they do take that six seed. 
do you really want to see the Kings? Like that that's a like that's a question you really do you really want to see De'Aaron Fox in that first round and Sabonis? I don't know if that's something they really truly want to see. Um and I think the Kings are running, like I said, they're running a hot train right now and they're going express, no local stops, straight into possibly a Western Conference Finals, the way everything is moving in regards to like how the playoffs are set up. Uh it's gonna be interesting because the Kings right now hold all the cards in regards to matchups. They everything is favoring their style of play in every matchup they, they are, are post, supposed to play against. So it's going to be interesting what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when you talk about the standings, the Grizzlies are actually the, the two seed right now, not the Kings. So I kind of, you know, made a subliminal error there. But, um, yes, they will not want to play the Kings, and I believe they will not want to play the Grizzlies as well. And I agree they would rather play the Nuggets because of how slow they are. But um, I think my last take, and I'm done here, is when you talked about it, about the Lakers' inconsistency, right? If they was inconsistent throughout the whole last couple years since that bubble championship, it's hard for me to see them being consistent in a seven-game series, okay? And I'm going to just leave it there. If it was like a March Madness win and you go on, then I could say potentially with LeBron James in that scenario and Anthony Davis, you can go and potentially screw up the playoffs and, and potentially get there. In that situation, but a seven-game series, nah, I'm good. And my last point, officially, the Clippers bench, they outscored the Lakers bench 55 to 25, which shows how deep the Clippers are. And I know you kind of subliminally waved the white flag on the Clippers just now on your take. At least I think so. Uh, but listen, they have a lot of depth. And if Norman Powell could give them the spark that he gave them um, and off the bench, they had a couple guys come off the bench. Highland came off the bench. He was shooting the rock pretty nicely. If they can get those guys to give that production in the absence of Paul George in a first-round potential series and Kawhi Leonard could go back to being that MVP Kawhi Leonard, then I think this team definitely could make some noise in the playoffs, definitely more so than the Lakers. My last take real quick. Um, the city of Los Angeles has been devoid of defense. Uh, for quite some time now, since the trade deadline. Um, I'm talking about Clippers and Lakers. They have not been playing defense at all. So for them to be successful, they need to have effort on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Clippers' main issues since getting Russell Westbrook is that they've been devoid of defense. Now, I'm not blaming Westbrook for that at all because it takes a full team to play defense and show defensive effort and on the bench and the starters. Rather, it's injuries or not, they have not been playing defense. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed, especially in the playoffs. You just stated it's only seven games in that playoff series consistency needs to be someplace and it has to be on defense. You have to have some sort of a de defensive identity on a night in night out basis. If you want to survive the playoffs, that's something that both teams desperately need to show as the playoffs start is a winner go home game. If it was more NCAA style, then I think it would be more intriguing. You will probably see way more effort, but right now it's a situation where you have to show that you're meant to stay here. So wake up. It's time to play a game, time to get to work and it's time to show your talents. A Kawhi, Paul George, even Kawhi and Westbrook alone. There should be no reason why there's no def defense on that court. So it needs to happen, and it needs to happen now. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We're, we, you've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, or leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.